Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. I'm uh, going to do a video today, or audio and video today. I'm uh, doing it on two different platforms. Um, I'm going to read an article that I wrote today. It's called Globalist Utopia, More for Them, Less of Us. And so we'll start um, right at the top and we'll go into it. If 2020 has taught us anything, the experts are always right, right? Significantly into the nature of this ongoing experiment is the control of the masses. At its closest point, it's a law enforcement official, the police that are needed. Their duties were trained into and required of them by their civilian political handlers who have the, have the might of armed forces to make any single man or woman a slave unto the will or whims of another. The rule of law can be cohesive force against the criminals or destructive force when wielded against society. Those whims of another constitute what a globalist is, full stop. These are the hands behind the politicians who, garner, who themselves are onboarded to give marching orders of the off-shadowy figures down to the masses. These globalists are the corporate elites, the Gates, Musk, Cooks, Bezos, Bloombergs, ETL, that are tied financially and spiritually to the old time-worn impulses to take humanity in directions based upon an obsessive ideology of whatever stripe. But that stripe will always include one fundamental aspect, the obsessive control of all others. This current flavor is techno-communism with a dose of transhumanism as its selling or pitch point. Like all ideologies, it has founding documents, documents its manifestos and white papers. World Economic Forum founder Klaus Schwab has laid out his entire plan, or at least the living part of it. There isn't much debate, is there ever, about who benefits who checks the power of the blessed, uh, of those blessed to have made the right connections, who, who decide when or where this plan is thoroughly mad scientist-based and should be aborted without debate. Some here will say, but you aren't engaging with the ideas Dr. Schwab has put forth. And he has a published various titles called The Fourth Industrial Revolution, Shaping the Future of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, and COVID-19, The Great Reset. Um, he also has the Davos Manifesto 2020, The Universal Purpose of a Company in the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Um, true enough, I have disengaged with the idea of controlling my fellow man. The fanatical desires to strip him of his property, restrict his civil liberties, or at least have him, uh, or at least have him ask permission to use them prior to their usage. The embedding of tracking technology via a vaccine or a bracelet or a cell phone, connecting him to a centralized system to monitor his every heartbeat and utterance or even thought. Think that is conspiratorial dive into Klaus's thoughts, were the mediators of Gates since the inception of the COVID-19 pandemic, or the Qantas CEO Alan Joyce requiring certificates of vaccines to fly internationally, 
there isn't enough space here to talk to all the indicators. The corporate free passes during COVID to operate as usual while another with a mom or pop are just too risky or just too risky were required to close, go on the meager government dole and become once again the working poor. This is due to those experts' insistence that this was a Spanish flu-level pandemic. Then, ignoring all the science and scientists, engineers, and rational folks to the treatment that were easily at hand and the inconvenient facts that modern societies have not shut down entirely to poor flus before. This flu was no different from others. In brief, it's benign compared to 1968-69 or 1957-58. It was never about the China source flu or whatever manipulations lay towards the benefit of causing worldwide chaos or the Eastern bent philosophers noted or political hack Rahm Emanuel butchered up from chaos comes opportunity. That was the goal distraction from a globalist greater plan, and covering up other misdeeds that were coming too quickly to light. The world media ownership, worldwide media ownership, in terms of reach and conditioning of the plebs, has been instrumental to this frog-like boiling of human rights. The legacy in social media, media runs a 24-7 dis, disinformation campaign across the world. These hacks refuse to engage with actual news, spin monstrous lies, create mockingbird narratives, and parrot talking points so transparent that only the most sheepish, uh, sheepish person could swallow any of them whole. Such sheep exist in the millions and billions. That's enough. One does not need to fool the masses all the time. Just enough of the time to keep them from revolting against the messaging fed to them like a, a meal. It's hard to convince someone they've been took. Just ask them. The social media platforms are even more down to censor us all into compliance. Since the mid-2000s, as Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube took those eyeballs off the legacy media boxes, they too were bought up by the sources, the World Economic Forums, and government, CIA, Allen and Company, arms for gathering up that big data. The Internet of Things, a huge part of Klaus's push, is just entryism to get you to provide some fundamental data, location, age, usage patterns, before they turn, uh, turn on the deep dives, the 5G push. If you haven't heard, the climate change is really a concern for these globalists. From my own working manuscript on, tw and on 2020, the messaging from a key link to Gates, Blair, and the New World Order gang, reset, adapting to a new normal, and climate change as an existential threat are all code for what, what forces lay beyond this current uh, pandemic. Notice the 130 million additional people that will face acute food insecurity. But why is that? The blame ship tactic is being created because lockdowns and disruptions to all the supply chains were tied to China's responses. Their lack of transparency on the lethality of virus hampered us all, because if they had been more transparent, worldwide suffering would not reach 100 million plus. Trump was also undoing their long-term plans or stalling them, 
like the Paris Climate Accords withdrawal. Trump foiled that piece of globalist march to various iterations of a one-world subservience to the UN, EU, and their favored country, China. The bad actor from the so-called CO2 emissions must be stopped or the Earth will plummet into chaos is in fact China again. Offshoring jobs to them through the World Trade Organization entry assured ineffective management of the very thing that climate alarmists spent their intellectual capital in promoting as lethal to everyone, including Gates. The Climate Leadership Council is keenly focused on this issue and has brought together a who's who of business on its website. It soft launched in May 2016 with the assured hopes that Hillary Clinton would happily give them the best policies to, to succeed. Run by Ted Halstead, a Harvard graduate and four-time think tank founder, according to his Wikipedia page, he is decidedly a globalist. The World Economic Forum listed him as a young global leader at age 47. Note, Ted died this summer from a fall during a climb. Funny that. The Forum for a Young Global Leaders Program seems like the golden ticket to Klaus's chocolate factory of well-conditioned and morally flexible drones that populate your current governments, businesses, science labs, university, and legal structures. One that no doubt believes their programming, the fantasies of human uh, evolving to become almost godlike in terms of control and harnessing humanity's most decrepit impulses or some such marketing nonsense that probably they have swallowed, then regret it, but have zero choice, compromised by their misdeeds. Schwab's books above delve into deep transhumanism, a topic Jeffrey Epstein was deeply involved with at Harvard and through his philanthropic activities. Schwab detailing of it comes through vividly from his book, Shaping the Fourth Shaping the Future of the Fourth Industrial Revolution, page 37. Fourth Industrial Revolution technologies will not stop at becoming part of the physical world around us. They will become a part of us. Indeed, some of of us already feel that our smartphones have become an extension of ourselves. Today's external devices, from wearable computers to the virtual uh, reality headsets, will almost certainly become implantable in our bodies and brains. Exoskeletons and prosthetics will increase our physical power, while advances in neurotechnology enhance our cognitive abilities. We will become better able to manipulate our own genes and those of our children. These developments raise profound questions. Where do we draw the line between human and machine? Where does it mean, what does it mean to be human? If Klaus has anything to say about it, probably as an underclass in society, as the motivations are being sought to design or reimagine or reset humans and their DNAs for better uses, but not without the inevitable conflicts, as Klaus professorially puts in here in page 51. This, given, this gives rise to an inequality that goes beyond the societal one described earlier, this until ontological inequality will separate those who adapt from those who resist. The material winners and losers in all senses of the words. The winners may be uh, may even benefit from some sort of ra- radical human improvement 
generated by certain segments of the fourth industrial revolution, such as genetic engineering, from which the losers will be deprived. This risk creates uh, this risk creating class conflicts and other clashes unlike any we've seen before. Uh, the Winter Oak blog did an excellent breakdown on all of this. The e easiest summary is a graphic where you have CO2 equals people times services per person times energy per service and the CO2 per unit of energy. This was all from a Bill Gates TED Talk. Of those things, people are the quickest or most significant to reduce. Gates this summer wrote a treatise at his Gates Notes titled, COVID-19 is awful, climate change could be worse. Here's a snippet. You may have seen projections that because economic activity has slowed down so much, the world will emit fewer greenhouse gases this year than last year. All these, although these projections are certainly true, their importance for the fight against climate change has been overstated. Analysts disagree about how much emissions will go down this year, but the International Energy Agency puts the reduction at around 8%. In real terms, that means we will release the equivalent of 47 billion tons of carbon instead of 51 billion. That's a meaning, meaningful reduction, and we would be in great shape if we could just continue that rate of decrease every year. Unfortunately, we can't. Considering that it's taken, considering what it's taken to achieve this 8% reduction, more than 600,000 people have died and tens of millions are out of work. This April, car traffic was half what it was in April 2019. For months, air traffic virtually came to a halt. What's remarkable is not how, how much emissions will go down because of this pandemic, but how little. Remarkable. It's a problem-solving session for Gates. How do we make human beings have less carbon footprint to satisfy these globalist elite? I think you can figure out how that comes about. Just do the math. What are the ways that are known to achieve that? Disease, famine, war, and conquest. This is the globalist game plan. More for them and less for us. And I hope uh, you can understand what I'm going at with this approach. Um, there's a huge agenda at foot, and we're just part of it.